what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Every religion in the world wants to get to God by doing good works. But my friend, there's only one good work that God will accept. And that's the work of His Son, Jesus Christ, when He died on Calvary's cross. That's the only good work that God will accept. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, move down if you will to verse 4, Galatians 4 verse 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, when the fullness of time was come. From the time of Adam up to the coming of Christ there lapsed a period of some 4,000 years. Someone would probably ask, why did it take so long for the Lord to come? Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Genesis chapter 3 and 15. This is where God gave us the promise of a Redeemer who would come into the world. Genesis 3 verse 15 God was speaking to Satan here, and he said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. God is telling Satan that as he used the woman to bring sin into the world, that God would use the woman to bring the Redeemer of mankind into the world to save mankind. And that woman would be the Virgin Mary. As we look to the manger this time of year, it's proper for us to honor Mary for the part that she played in bringing forth our Lord. But ladies and gentlemen, that's as far as it should go. The Catholic Church worships Mary as a co-redemptress, making her equal with Christ, which is blasphemy. Mary can provide no salvation. She only provided a house, if you will, for nine months to bring forth Christ 
to the world. The Catholics even pray to Mary, making her equal with God, which is an abomination. You and I, and all whoever will place their faith in Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, we can be adopted into the family, as it says there in Galatians 4 and verse 5. We have received the adoption of sons. And because we are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit resides in the hearts of those that believe and the Holy Spirit being in our hearts gives us the right to pray to the Heavenly Father. You don't have to pray to Mary. We're not supposed to pray to Mary. We have a Heavenly Father that we can go to. Glory to God. We have a Heavenly Father above. With eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. He really cares when your head is bowed low. Consider the lilies and then you will know. May I introduce you to this friend of mine he hangs out the stars and tells the sun when to shine he kisses the flowers each morning with dew but he's not too busy to care about you we have a heavenly Father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. He really cares when your head is bowed low. Consider the lilies and then you will know praise god glory to god why go to mary when you can go straight to the source <laughs> glory to god we can go straight to the source today we've been adopted into the family we are sons of god we're daughters of god we're children of god today Satan's seed speaks of those who follow Satan. Her seed speaks of those who will follow Christ. Do you get that? There's enmity. There's hatred between the two seeds. And this hatred was graphically portrayed in Genesis chapter 4, when Cain killed his brother Abel. The first murder in human history was over religion, ladies and gentlemen. 
The situation then had to do with being accepted of God. Abel brought a lamb, a sheep, and offered it up to the Lord, a blood sacrifice, which is what God required. And God accepted his offering. Cain knew what he was supposed to bring, but instead of bringing what God required, he worked hard out in his garden and he brought his vegetables to the Lord. The work of his own hands, and God would not accept that. And that's why Cain was angry, and he killed Abel. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been that way from then right on up until now. There's a hatred in the world for her seed, those who follow Christ. There's a hatred there. Every, every religion in the world tries to get to God by some means other than what God requires. Every religion in the world wants to get to God by doing good works. But my friend, there's only one good work that God will accept, and that's the work of His Son, Jesus Christ, when He died on Calvary's cross. That's the only good work that God will accept. And when you believe in the good work, when you believe in the good work that Jesus did at Calvary, you are then accepted of God. And we have a Heavenly Father that we can go to and pray to. I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It, speaking of Christ, shall bruise thy head, that Satan's head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The bruise means to crush it means to trample down, if you will. A serpent bites. That's his only way of harming you is to bite. But when you crush its head, when you crush its head, it can't bite no more. Now, now if you're trying to kill a snake, you can hit it back there on the tail. You can hit it midway. You can even cut that rascal in half. And he'll still run around and try to bite you, but you crush that head. He can't bite you no more. Well, what do you mean? Why, why are you telling me all this, Brother James? I'm telling you this because when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, he crushed the head of Satan. <laughs> Glory to God. He, he crushed the devil's head. I love that. He just crushed the devil's head. Just right on down into the ground. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says in Colossians 2, verse 15, that he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. It said there in Genesis three fifteen that he would bruise his heel. That has to do with the sufferings of Christ. And the sufferings of Christ was great, ladies and gentlemen. But his sufferings is what crushed the head of the serpent. If it wasn't for the suffering of Christ on Calvary, then, my friend, there would be no salvation. And like I said, Mary can provide no salvation. It's only through and by Jesus Christ. 
All right, that's my introduction. Point number one. Faith was a requirement. In order for Christ to come into the world, faith was a requirement. And Eve had faith. Let's look at it. Genesis 4, verse 1. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Eve used the title Lord, which means covenant God, which goes back to the covenant that God made in Genesis 3.15 about the seed of the woman. She actually thought that Cain was the promised seed. But her faith would soon turn to sorrow, as the Scripture said, in sorrow you will bring forth children. Her faith ended when Cain killed his brother Abel. Nothing pulls at your heart and affects your emotions like the acts of your children. And that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. But the scripture was fulfilled exactly as he told Eve. In sorrow you will bring forth children. And the first murder in human history took place shortly thereafter. As Cain killed his brother. Her faith ended in sorrow. And if you look down in verse 25, Genesis 4, verse 25, Adam knew his wife again and bare a son and called his name Seth for God. Notice that terminology. For God said she has appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. She no longer used the title Lord, covenant God. She just uses the title God which shows us that by this time she had lost faith in God's covenant. Folks, things don't always go the way we think they're going to go. A lot of times we've got it all figured out, and we think things are going to work out a certain way. And then when it doesn't, it kind of throws us for a loop. And it can really test your faith. Are you, are you understanding? It can really test your faith. Faith has to be tested. And great faith has to be tested greatly. And Eve's faith was tested, and sadly, she lost her faith. Secondly, before Christ could come into the world, the world had to be ready. For 1,600 years, the first 1,600 years of human history, man was not ready. The world was not ready. Only two people, right up to the time of Noah's flood, only two people had faith in God and lived for God. And that was Abel. Cain killed him. And Enoch. And if God hadn't translated Enoch, he probably would have been murdered as well. 
the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of Satan, that enmity there. At the time of the flood, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The disciples came to Christ, and they said, Lord, what's one of the signs of your coming? And he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. I wonder how far we are from that right now. The thoughts of the hearts of men is on evil continually. It's one thing when you flip across the television set and there are programs today that push homosexuality. That's one thing. But when you look at some programs that don't have all that in it and the commercials have such and are pushing it down your throat. It's evil, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's wickedness. It is rebellion against God of the highest form. It was so bad at the time of Noah's flood. The Bible says, Genesis 6, verse 6, that the Lord repented that he had even made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth. So as you can see here, the world just wasn't ready for Christ to come at that particular time. Noah had faith, but God used him to build the ark. The timing wasn't right. That brings us up to Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith. Paul said in Romans 4 verse 3 that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Which brings me up to point number three. The word of God had to be given before Christ could come into the world. And God would use Abraham in the womb of Sarah to bring forth a special people that he would use in order to bring forth the Word of God. He used Moses, gave the law to Moses, the Ten Commandments. And then the Lord moved upon him to write the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. And then after that, God would move upon many prophets, and he would move upon others. And over a period of some 1,100 years, God gave us the Old Testament. And it finished out with the prophet Malachi. Which brings me to point number four. When the Old Testament was given, and more particularly when God gave the law to Moses, the law had to run its course before Christ could be born. What do I mean by that? When Moses came down off that mountain with the Ten Commandments and presented it to the people, the people said, oh, we can keep that, no problem. 
Yeah. 1,600 years of law, and no man was able to keep that law. Point number five, there were certain other announcements, prophecies, and warnings that had to be given before Christ could come. And God would raise up the prophets and they would announce all of this so that man would have no excuse. So the world was warned through the Word of God, the law of God, the prophets of God. But few took heed to the warning. It's the same way today, folks. There are people out there that know where they need to be today. And they're not here today because they're sick or whatever the case. They just don't care nothing about going to church no more. Bottom line. That's the day and age that we live in, people. But the Lord said that such would happen in the last days. They would depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. With all the things in place. When the fullness of time was come, glory to God. When the fullness of time was come, God knows more than we know. See, our little circle of life, things might be going well, but you got to see the big picture. When everything was set, when everything was ready, when the timing, when the fullness of time was come, the Bible says that God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, the Virgin Mary, made under the law. Christ was made under the law. That law that had been set for some 1,600 years that no man was able to keep. Christ was born under that law. And he was just like any other man. He was supposed to keep the law. But Christ was different from anyone else that was ever born. He did not have a sin nature. He was God. God manifest in the flesh. And he was able to keep the law of God perfectly. He never sinned. One time in word, thought, or deed. He was born of the woman, made of the woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. And today, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't you think the fullness of time has come? Don't let this Christmas season go by without letting Jesus Christ be born in your heart. I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer right now. If there are those of you listening by radio, if you've not accepted Christ as your Savior, I'm going to ask the congregation to repeat it after me this morning. Just pray it right along with them and believe it in your heart today. Let Christ be born in your heart today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. I'm sorry for my sins, the things I've done, 
the life I've lived. Please forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me with your precious blood. I realize in my heart my need for a Savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to be my Savior. And He rose from the dead the third day. And the Word says that if we believe, then we shall be saved. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right now, I have called upon your name. And right now, I believe I am washed, I am cleansed, I'm a child of God, I am saved. Glory to God. Praise God. I'm believing that there are those of you listening by radio today, you've given your heart to the Lord. And if you prayed that prayer with me today, please feel free to give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 252-299-4234. Look forward to hearing from you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.